Okay, so just for visual, Kim, who I have here today, is holding up her beautiful microphone, right? I am. I'm here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. And we're just taking some Instagram pictures, obviously, of the mic right now. And confession, if you actually listen to this, then you get behind-the-scenes info that it wasn't plugged in, right? Okay, so we couldn't figure out how to get Kim's mic to work. (laughs) We were trying all these different troubleshooting options. And when I say all these different troubleshooting options, I mean, like, we tried two different random things, couldn't get it to work. So that needs a little bit further uh, investigating. But for now... We still have Kim here, and I'm so excited to have Kim. Kim is a journalist, and she is my friend from bartending for many years in New York City, and we just have an uncanny, you know, relationship and friendship, and I feel like after the pandemic, we became closer, right? Like, I feel like it kind of, like, tested our relationship, but we were always getting closer, though. Yeah, even though we lived like literally five blocks away from each other, it was like we were next door going through a whole pandemic. And as the world crumbled, I think we've just built ourselves up together through it all because Uh it's so drastic for us. It literally took our lives from the rug that we were standing on. And, you know, you feel vulnerable at those times. And it's nice to have, you know, genuinely good people around you especially us being in the city kind of by ourselves had to count on you know service industry and the businesses there to to you know help us out there and it was you know they were not able to do so for this that and whatever reason and that was like a lot of people's story so that's where me and Kim come from and I feel like over the yeah over the course of the isolation and everything of two years ago which is crazy to think about Like me and you still kept our relationship up. And I was saying that the other day, like on your birthday, it was just Kim's birthday. Happy birthday. Um, And I was saying to her, I'm proud of, you know, our relationship at this point. And now I understand why circles get smaller and it's because it becomes, you know, like a badge of pride. So love you very much. And how about you just say a little bit like, you know, about like some of your journalism um, experience and kind of just like a little bit about you and then we'll get going on the episode. So you can just go ahead and share your. Yeah. Uh, so I've been a journalist. for Share your thoughts. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I've been a journalist for quite a while now since actually I've been in high school. I've been always writing for sports and I also played tennis myself. Um, I played in college and in college I was a sports writer also and I just knew I had a way of communicating with people so I took my talents um, to some sports magazines and I worked on some sports magazines and I covered East Bay High School sports, Cal and Stanford football. I worked for Raiders um, radio station so I was a girl that was always at the Raider games um so (laughs) if you saw me you know who I am Uh I saw you I saw you there (laughs) I saw that little nod yeah so after San Jose um I moved to New York and uh I kind of expanded my journalistic um career and did entertainment 
and a little bit of news and started my own podcast. And unfortunately, COVID happened, but I'm still working on my podcast. I relocated to Los Angeles for some personal reasons, but I'm here. This is my hometown, so I came back home. But yeah, I'm out here in LA now and I'm working on my podcast. I'm so happy that I can feature on my best friend's podcast. Uh, Aww. But yeah, and it's not, it hasn't been easy, but it's another thing that I feel like I need to do too is realize that I do have a voice and I have a platform and to take advantage of that for anybody else who's going through hard times in their career or just life in general it's not easy, but it's nice to hear a voice. And that's honestly why I love you as my best friend, because you've always been a voice for me. Aww. And um, yeah, that's want to give that to the world also, because it's hard to go through life within your own head. And yeah. it's nice to have people like you. And I hope that I can do that for anyone else that has doubts and insecurities. It's OK, but just to know that you're not alone. Damn. Okay. Nobody knew they were going to get a free motivational, <laughs> motivational, um, session yeah. on my podcast. You just nailed, you just nailed that. I feel like you nailed your about you. <laughs> yeah. like you. You nailed your little tidbits. You know, you had like that amount of personal at the ending and then you capped it. I mean, <laughs> actually, I guess I didn't even let you cap it. Cause I just interrupted. That's such a beautiful sentiment too, about having a voice and, um, knowing that, you know, giving someone your voice and connecting with somebody like brings something to you that, you know, is important, especially in these times. And, you know, we've grown and among all our crazy ambitions and, you know, things that we were trying to do, which is what a lot of people are doing in New York City, you find the most competitive, the most driven people. That's where you, that's what you find in New York City, I feel for the most part, like in all different careers, not to say that there's not that anywhere else, but New York is a hub for a lot of different things. So everybody gets an opportunity now to like build themselves back up again from scratch. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool to see what's at your core. And uh, on that note, I've roped Kim into the bachelor guys. Yeah. But now, so I don't know if I'm addicted because it's just batch after batch after batch. Like yeah. I can't even, I can't even think about the last season because there's a whole new season and then you have to get, attached to this new I know no 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 okay so I know don't don't be intimidated because COVID has been so weird with The Bachelor like the joint season of Claire and Tasha and like Tasha getting the leftovers and then their recent breakup and then the drama with Katie and her men like coming and going leaving and her breaking up and then it's like all of this is actually pretty wild and I feel like this guy in January is their reset because they brought out, like, the new host. Anyway, we'll get to that because we have a lot of things to talk about. But, um, yeah, I don't – so I'm happy that you like it. I feel like that's so funny. I, I'm really not – honestly, it's not hard to get people to enjoy it. Like, I'm just like, you should yeah. try watching it. And then they like it, and then we want to talk about it. Yeah. So here we are. Okay, anyway, now I definitely have to put a disclaimer that we start, like, what is it, like, 15 minutes in? Maybe 10? Sometimes I don't trust myself with timing, and then other times I'm – I'm getting better. So I don't know, maybe it's been 10 minutes, 15, whatever. Um, I'll have to be like, okay, we start talking about bachelor right now. So we have a lot to go over. Basically what we have to talk about is 
after the men tell all, which is where I left off in my last episode. And I, you know, what? 2022 is going to be the year of no apologies. Listen, it is what it is. Things happen. Things were wild. Aubrey's getting married. I actually, um, you know, with the recent surge of COVID, like a lot of things have been changing with jobs and family and gatherings and everything and isolating and whatnot. So whatever is what it is. And we're here now. We're going to try to bust through basically everything that happened mm-hmm. um, after the men tell all. Yeah. So. How did yeah. you feel about the men tell all? Um, well, I like the men tell all. I thought it was actually like a pretty good men tell all. Like, I feel like we got to know a couple guys pretty well. I definitely mentioned that in the last one. Like, I feel like some of the conversations that were had, mm-hmm. um, like we learned a little, a little bit more about people. Um, and then like, you know, the, the, the beef, obviously, like, you know, those shows are always crazy, but I mean, at this point I still had no idea who she was going to pick and she has these three guys left. So at this point she had Joe, um, Nate and Brandon, of course. And I mean, I can't lie to you. Like, I feel like all the hometowns went really well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was like, definitely, I was, I feel like I was able to read her with all of them, but she wasn't really like speaking how she was thinking, like in terms of like who she was going to choose, but her eyes were different with all three of them. Like, yeah, she looks at Nate, like she just like, can't believe it. Like, like she looks at him, like smitten kitten, like cat eye emoji, hard eyes. Like that's how she looks at Nate. And then with Brandon, she like, I think that she is like, it's easy for her to be like really sexy with him because Brandon is so in love with her at this point and like, will do anything for her. Right. And then it's like with, with, um, Joe, it's like, there's that comfortability and that kind of like safe feeling of like, um, you remind me of my dad and stuff like that kind of deal. So then there were the... There were those three different dynamics, and um, I I still did not know who she was going to choose. I was I was shocked when she sent Joe home. How did you feel about it? I was shocked too, but I kind of feel that what Brandon did before she gave out the roses changed her mind about her who her last two picks were because in the hometowns. Brandon had mentioned to her that no matter what, I will always put you first. I Uh will put you first and myself second. I just know that. So Uh when she started the rose ceremony, she was saying, this is going to be really, really hard for me because I have to let go of somebody that will always put me first. Is that verbatim what she said? Yes. So that triggered Brandon. So that's when Brandon stopped it and went and told her what he said, because he's like, I'm the one that told you that I was always going to put you first. So it feels like you're going to send me home, but I just want you to know that you're not alone doing it and that I'll be happy for you regardless, which to me was a little confusing too, because it's like, well, if you were happy for her, then you should have just let her have her spiel and let her make her choice. And then after say that to her. So then they go back and then she picks Brandon. And I was like, wait, did what he what he said, did that, you know, influence her next choice? And I think it did. 
To be honest, I really hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Like, to be honest, I have been going with this perspective that um, I didn't, I didn't notice that cue. I didn't notice the cue of, I will always put you first. But Mm -hmm. now that it, now that you say that it, it like, I see her saying it like, so, oh my God, you're so right. Mm -hmm. So then like, that's why Nate also said that too. He was just like, he's throwing a Hail Mary here, like kind of like begging her to, you know, choose him, even though that's not the choice, like he shouldn't have interrupted anything because you interrupted her thoughts. Right. Because like, imagine I'm, I'm about to break this person's heart, but then they're so nice to me about it. Like, I'll still be there for you. I just want you to know you're not alone. And if it's not me, it's okay. Well, then you should have felt that way if she just kept going on with her rose ceremony and you could have known that it was you without changing her mind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it had that much influence, but it kind of seemed that way because Joe was shocked and Nate, you know, because you can see it. Yeah. And they hated loitering there. Like they were so uncomfortable loitering there. Like they were not ready to do that. Wow. That's, that's, that's true. And I had just been thinking, well, this is this guy's like last, last ditch effort, to be honest. And when he took her aside, I guess I kind of felt like, okay, this is very Brandon. Like I was like, okay, this is very something that he would, he would do. And to be honest, I didn't think much of it because he's kind of like the king of like the conversations, you know, like he just like has this like at this point, I feel like it is kind of genuine in the way that he communicates based on what he's shown yeah. everybody. Like, he's been, like, very good and smooth from the beginning, like, even before he was in love with her. And now that he's in love with yeah. her, it's like the smoothness is just, like, laid on thick, like, whipped frosting yeah. on, all on top. And so- that's another thing that her dad said. Her dad um, had told Brandon he was a little worried about him becoming obsessive. Mm-hmm. And it seems as as though he is obsessive a little bit because he's offering so much on the table that there's nothing left for her to look for. To look for. And then the fact that he was now that you pointed that out, that he saw the cue that he was she wanted to send him home after making her own decision prior Mm -hmm. and having done this the entire time and having let people know I am going to do this the entire time I'm going to make my own decisions and you're not going to make them for me decisions and you're not going to make them for me and Mm -hmm. now that you say that I was really happy that you pointed out that it was kind of icky that he like felt he needed to lay it on that thick but I don't know I guess coming from a point of me not seeing it that way I I found it somewhat harmless, but I did kind of forget that the dad said he seems a little obsessed. And then, yeah, the thing, now that I look at it, he definitely was obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, So that explains why, you know, ultimately um, it wasn't him. I feel like at this point, it's like, if you're listening to this episode, um, you know, you've probably caught up, Mm -hmm. Um, but It was just a little odd to me. Yeah, it was odd, but it got her, I think. I think you're right. I think it swayed her decision then. Yeah, because what she was waiting for initially from Joe was the fact that he was falling in love with her, and she got that. And she even said after after that date, she's like, everything has completely changed now because now my mind has changed. 
So there was right. something something there. And that's why I thought it was Nate and him because she got what she needed out of those two, which she was questioning. Where Brandon, she had no questions. Right, Brandon, she had no questions. No and I think for her, it just meant something deeply to her that mm-hmm. he <clears throat> he was so, excuse me, in love with her. Yeah. And I do believe that he was in love with her. Like, I really do. Yeah, me too. Um, I do. But, you know, not to say that, like, you know, a slight obsession was there, like, but now that, you know, it, to a point, I feel like it's funny because like, there's such a fine line between like deeply loving someone and obsession, or maybe there isn't like, maybe somebody would agree that there isn't, but yeah, I don't know. I always kind of adored him. Like even up until this point, I ha- had adored him and kind of before hearing your perspective, I had still really adored him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that you kind of like tucked into that a little bit more. And at the same time, it's like with Brandon and Nate, it was like, she realized that she loved the conversations that both these men were offering. I feel like, yeah. and I think mm-hmm. she realized that she had two really, um, emotionally open and conversational dudes left. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was what she needed at that point. And yeah. Joe was not going to give that to her joe was just going to keep being joe and i feel like in that moment mm-hmm. she did make that decision thinking like okay you know what like joe would have never done that or something like that like yeah. i don't know what would have been the flip but she was like okay i do like what he said and he did say a lot of things that like he didn't over like overpower her decision but he said a lot of like under the under the under the like i don't know the phrase but like i don't know he kind of like slipped some things. Radar, yeah, like, like under Nintendo. the, yeah, yeah, like some, like some, yeah, like some. Passive aggressive things. Yeah, hidden hidden messages maybe, but he, he really was like, I just want you to know that you don't have to go through it alone. And I think in that yeah. moment with him up close to her and his eyes, I mean, he's, he's pretty cute. So yeah. well, I think it did sweat. Those prom pictures and him doing the whole prom thing, he listened to you. He listened to you being picked last. And making you feel like you're picked first. That's another thing that she was waiting for. So that's where I was kind of confused. And the fact that he lives in Minnesota, they both want to, you know, expand the fact that they were basketball players and to build the future. They both want to build the future. Uh It was just like it, it seemed really good for her. And then with Nate, it's like you had to pull so many teeth to try to get uh-huh. an I love you. Even the mom didn't think he was ready because they were just sitting there saying, we don't feel nothing from this guy. Even right. though with that hometown with Nate and him telling his dad that he loved him for the first time in his entire life, like I kind of understood where there's no emotions set at home. There's no hugging. There's no talking about relationships. So how is he supposed to do all that? And this is the first time he's ever been in love. The first time he's ever talked to his parents about being in love. And it's like, why would you want your first engagement to be so much work? I feel, but then again, she's a teacher. So maybe she likes the aspect of being someone's first, teaching them how to go through it, teaching them what it is. I I feel like that's what it is in a sense. And that's kind of why she kept Brandon around a lot of the times too, because yeah. he's teachable. These, mm-hmm. you know, where Joe wasn't teachable because Joe was very strong in who he was and like his personality. Yeah. I feel he, he truly was. 
And he's and just another, shy. He's shy. He has less words. Yeah, he's a very quiet person. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that she said. He might be the quietest person in the room, but with the biggest personality and somebody who's genuine, you know? I don't know. And honestly, another thing that I always doubted is that she slid into his DMs a long time ago and he rejected her. I know. And now he's available to you. And now I feel like it was just a little too late for Joe because he could have had this a long time ago, but then he was going through something hard in his life. Maybe he came to the show to show her like, I know I didn't answer your DMs, but I was going through a hard time in life and this is where I come from. And then he he got broken all the way down just to be like, okay, well, thank you for everything, but you got to go. I know it was pretty painful. I feel like a lot of people were pretty shocked on that, but I think you're what you said about keeping why people, why she might've been keeping Brandon around is like, so on point too. Um, And then with this one too, with Nate, it's like, she's literally starting from scratch because he's never been in love before. You were the first person he ever took at home. You're going to be the first person that's his fiance, Mm -hmm. the first person he lives with. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of firsts. And it's like, if you're looking for forever, you kind of want somebody to have some type of experience or be ready or even know what love is. Cause how do you know what love is? Even though you haven't felt it before. Are you talking about Brandon or Joe? Let me just make it. Uh, I'm talking about Nate. Oh, Nate. Uh-huh. Yeah, because for him, it, everything's the first, you know? Yeah. like He never had brought in a girl home. Didn't even talk to his mom about a woman ever in his life. Uh-huh. And he's 28 years old. Right. It was so, like, that was really, in, <laughs> that was really intense, that whole, that whole yeah. meeting with his parents. But I feel like ultimately when she gave him, you know, that rose, it was like, her saying, I see you and I see that and I have hope for us anyway. And I thought that was pretty powerful. And I just feel like ultimately, like honestly, the right thing to do and like the easy, comfortable thing isn't what this show wants to set up. Like this show, honestly, the second she said, I feel like honestly is my 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 word now that I, I'm going to have to watch because I'll say it too much. But I knew that that... Nate was it was going to be Nate I loved him always but I knew it was going to be him when he she said I just feel something with Nate that I've never felt before with anyone. I was like it's over with anyone and I was like yep she's like crazy in love with Nate like and that's what the show caters to with all the romance and the dates it's like that's the person you want to pick in the end because that's the person who's been giving you like the most elation because that's the kind of yeah. environment that's created and then mm-hmm. at the end it's kind of like the tale of the tale is tall the tale as old as time where it's mm-hmm. like do you go with the person that looks good on paper and checks all these boxes and isn't a risk or do you go with the person who makes you nervous and I feel like a lot of the time people go with the person that makes them nervous and I feel like a good comparison is Ari season who I like to talk about a lot because I always loved Ari season because um I feel like they're a couple similar to Jason and I like in a lot of different ways and uh he was gonna choose a different woman. He was going to choose Becca and Becca, she was on paradise. Mm-hmm. He chose her and they, you know, did the, the hiding, you know, for however many weeks before they could reveal them, 
you know, that they were a couple. And like in that time, I guess it came out that he had been messaging Lauren, the other woman that he hadn't picked. And then he ended up going back to her because she was the crazy pick. She was the wild card. Like, and she was the one ultimately that he couldn't walk away from. And he went after her. And then Becca was a super safe, um, not much to question. Um, loyalty was there, like would be ready to like, like the, like just less of the wild card. And yeah, he, I, and then I think ended up completely starting that relationship, like almost immediately after, like weeks after with the other girl. And then at the finale, the live finale, he proposed to the other girl. It was wild. That was a wild one. There's been a few of those in history, but that, that was the most recent one. That's what I thought of with all of this but yeah and then it was I mean I guess kind of just to move on like to when it was just the final two of them um because at this point you know we have a lot I feel like I'm like what do we have to cover yeah so when the with the final two even that like how did you feel about them meeting her family um, so Brandon already had a, a few times and that was the cutest thing ever. I know I loved those days and they really loved Brandon and you could see why. Yeah. You could but see. But you're right the dad was keyed in. Mhm. He was keyed in and then the mom was keyed in with Nate and said that Nate wasn't ready and I, I feel like they probably edited the footage yeah. to make it like all the worst conversations that she had with him be the only ones that we saw and I say that only because like at the fine at the final at the the finale the live finale Mm -hmm. the mothers being like really close and like Michelle's mother looking like genuinely really happy yeah said so much yeah and I feel like also who we knew Nate to be up until this point which was like a really vocal honest upstanding kind of um, you know, guy that knows he needs to grow up a little bit, but, you know, is overreachingly a really likable guy. Yeah. And I feel like they had to kind of pull, pull teeth, as you said about him, to find yeah. things that were like, you know, well, what are we going to like do? Because honestly, she's in love with two really great guys, like for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So that's actually kind of interesting that they didn't play the obsession card more. But I feel like, honestly, it was a little sneaky because I, I didn't even think about him that way. And I kind of forgot that, that the dad said he was a little obsessed. I must yeah. have not really been paying attention that night because. <laughs> no, I, I just was because I was stuck on it for like God knows how many. I was backed up by like four episodes. Yeah, oh, my God. Each episode I, is like two hours. And so. I love that you're doing this with me because you have recently like done the binge because I, I, too, was like, OK, what did I have like? And sometimes you have to watch a couple of them. Yeah. So she's coming fresh out the gate right now. Yeah, I did all the homework. <laughs> all three of these, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the live show too, I feel mm-hmm. like the obsession thing went even further. Um, when he said he missed her parents. Yeah, and like <laughs> they kind of even on weird story. terms. Like they they were literally like talking deeply, deeply. Like she was like, I was and like still am. I don't know if she said that or something, but they were like she, they she were was, I love you. Remember when he was like, I love you, and she's like, I love you too. And he's like, It's okay. And she's like, It's not okay. And she was crying. And I'm like, How did you just say you love him? 
And then now say that you're in love with Nate and you want him to be your fiance. I was confused. Well, that was when she was, I guess, that was when she was sending him home. She had been pretty open about the fact that she, she was going to, like, let herself live this whole thing out. Like, well, and did. commit to everybody, like, I always like to say, like, in a compartment in a compartmentalized way and she did she honored her own decision to do that but I think in the yeah. end it made her decision a lot harder um yeah. which she knew but I couldn't really hate on her for um yeah for, you're right for, for I couldn't really hate on her for it because she said multiple times like I never knew that that would have been possible but just so people know <laughs> it is yeah. like you know what I mean hey yeah, and that's what she said in Monster. Um, the final uh, rose ceremony, like the after rose, is that she's like, I didn't even think that this was possible, that anybody can fall in love with two people. But they do make it possible because they allow that to happen. They put you in a situation where... Oh, yeah, they encourage it, right. You, you know what I mean? That's the whole point of the show. So, Not quite that you have to, but it's highly but it's, encouraged. Yeah, and it's possible. <laughs> Obviously, if you're and going out with on dates and seeing multiple men and having multiple boyfriends at one time, how can you not? You yeah. know, you're a human being. It's interesting. But it, just, mm-hmm. it just sucks for the person that's not chosen. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like everybody at the end here was really honoring her and honoring Mm -hmm. the choices that she wanted to make and honoring, um, you know, the situational, you know, idea of it all, like going through the motions, like honoring her experience, which is something that I feel like Katie didn't get, which I brought up a lot because I feel like Greg kind of like stole that um, kind of finish line moment for her by kind of uh, like traumatizing her like that. Um, so I feel like Michelle didn't have that here at all. Michelle had so much respect throughout this whole thing and she had a really great group of guys, but you know, she's great. So, um, yeah, but yeah, ultimately I felt like when the, um, Brandon was talking to her when he was in the hot seat was just like, (sighs) he, I, I feel like he went down. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like he really wanted her perspective from it. And he's like, I'm trying to figure it out from your side. But it's like she kind of did tell you already, like what happened. It's just, you know, like just wasn't she was more in love with somebody else. Yeah. And then they left off the conversation in like a really like unfinished, like intimate type of way. Like it didn't really seem like it was finished. Like when, you know, he had to step off the stage and I was kind of like, bro, like she's here with somebody else, dude. Like she's been with him this whole time. Like it, it, and it kind of reminded me of, you know, oh yeah. Like he was a little cray about her, like really crazy about her. So it's like, what's this aftermath? But he made himself feel available. Like, like basically saying like, I'm right here off stage. If you need me, like he really, he really did. And I mean, I don't think anybody saw his crash and burn, which I'm sure happened really hard. I picture him like really. Well, the th- another thing that was a, in red, private. Flag, a red flag was it kind of sounded like he was a little suicidal because at one point he said, like, as you guys can see, it was really hard for me. The aftermath, I think everybody who was there for me and I was like, um, 
Kind of made think so. Kind of made it seem that way. Like, thank you, everyone. Like, you know what I mean? It's obviously great to thank your people, but everyone who was there for me, like, yeah, well, I mean, I guess in in a way, you know, I agree that I. I agree that this man was completely like devastatingly broken behind the scenes. And I like, it pains me to think of what he went through because I truly think that he did love her, but I feel like, you know, personality wise, it's like, I hope he kind of like picks up on the fact that like, you know, came off as a little obsessive. He just gave her everything that she actually wanted in a sense because she wanted someone to be honest. She wanted somebody to be vulnerable. She wanted somebody to open up. It's exactly what this kid did for her. Mm. And at the end, it's like I feel for him a little bit because he's like, I did everything you asked me for. And up until that last I love you, it was kind of like she was so involved. But then he just gave her too much of him. Whereas she had to pick him apart and be like, so do you love me or are you falling in love with me? Mm -hmm. And then then when he said he was falling, he was in love. That was it. It was game over. Mm -hmm. So, and then at that point, I feel like after he said that though, he basically told her I'm your massive safety net. Like she basically was like, and had been acknowledging for a while now, that there's a possibility that it couldn't be me at the end of this. Like he mentioned that on multiple levels to multiple people, I forget in what interviews and whatnot, but yeah, he many times acknowledges, you know, I understand that it's Michelle's decision and she has a choice to make and it could not be me, but all the while I'm giving her everything regardless. Mm -hmm. And if I get hurt, that's on me. Like he was, he had been saying that this whole time, but I really think at the end, he was so in love with her, but like also so wanted to give her what he promised. And, you know, it, it came off as like a little obsessive. And I always thought that he was adorable up until this point, you know, and I feel like it very quickly shifted for him as it did for everyone, because we couldn't really figure out what was really going on inside her head until the last minute. Um, but yeah, I hope he's doing good because he handled everything pretty well other, you know, otherwise, other than that last kind of moment where I felt like it lingered in kind of a weird way. And then right after Nate came back on stage and she had just been like, I, I truly meant that I loved you. Like she had just been like so deeply recalling that relationship. I was like, how, like, this is like a little bit too much. Like, a little but, bit. I mean, he did ask for it and she felt comfortable giving it. I felt like she was really good at giving off everything she was comfortable with the whole time. And she was a great bachelorette for sure. And I have a good feeling about her, Nate. I just do. I think, I think it's going to work. And like, I've liked him this whole time. Did you like um, how they were, you know, in that final, you know, sit down. I feel like she was more infatuated than ever. The way that she. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Duck. Like, oh my god yeah and she, then the way she like her I don't know I I feel like on the bachelorette she was just this more confident person like an individual and then when I saw her sitting there with him it was like she was just head over heels and even the mom too I was just like well I'm glad that things didn't change after 
you know, cameras stopped rolling. And the fact that he wasn't really involved with the show, didn't know about the show. That's true. I felt like it was good for them to finally get to know each other on that base. And Mm -hmm. he was not hesitant about saying, I'm moving to Minnesota. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not at he was all. like, oh yeah. He was like, oh yeah, I'm moving to Minnesota. He was like, yeah. that's hella happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good moms thing. are besties. Moms are like hugging besties. Like everybody's yeah. happy. Like Michelle is like enthralled, and I feel like that kid's happy too. Yeah, I think so. I think it was. It's a good one. It, it felt more real mm-hmm. than any other season for me because she was a very personable person to relate to and then watching all these good guys and basically not have that much drama on the show just made it more real to the fact that things like this can happen you know it can Mm -hmm. be your first love it could be your first relationship you take home it can be your first marriage yes you know Mm -hmm. there's nothing that says it has to be number three or number five yeah. I just think that sometimes it's hard to relate to things in life when it's always your first because you don't have anything to rely on to be like, okay, well, this was kind of like that relationship. No, oh, this is it. So, yeah. You know. And also, you know, they're at a certain age too, as well, where it's like, I can understand why, honestly, they'd want to just like, can we get to the good part? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just like, I'm over it. Like, yeah. I know, like, I can understand that feeling like being that same age now. Yeah. I'm rooting for this one the most just because, like I said, it's the most realistic one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from the whole entire show, like, my perspective of her hasn't changed. No. So, you know. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a really good one. It was a good one. And I like that she didn't discount him. And she gave him total validation by, like, giving him that rose. Like, telling yeah. him, like, I don't care about really that family thing that happened or, like, you know, what you were able to kind of progress through with them that day. I feel like, if anything, she honored it and she was proud of him for it. And yeah. she wasn't going to discount him as a partner, which I think is important for people to see, too, that, yeah. you know, even if your family situation's like, a little bit weird, you know, it's cool if you can get somebody, you yeah. know, to just, you know, you know, just yeah. treat 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 me like, you know... I'm not that, which I'm not, you know? So I feel like she definitely validated that for him and I can see it working out. I really do. And I feel like, um, they're a cute couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish them the absolute best. And, and it's, it was nice to watch too, for like, you know, women too, that are single and out there and, you know, seeing that there's many different types of personalities and not counting people out due to the fact that things happen in your life and mm-hmm. making it work, even though it's not what you're used to or not something that you're comfortable with. It's just making it work from something that you want. And when you want it, you'll make it work no matter how hard it is, you know, no matter how hard it took her for him to say, you know, he's in love with her. She waited. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see somebody wait for something that they want and not get frustrated and be like, you know what? Well, you're not telling me what I want to hear. So you're out. No, she waited until the last, last episode. She really <laughs> did. She really did. And she heard it from somebody else. Yes. Mm-hmm. but A little too much because then, you know, what was there to work for anymore? Like, I know everything that you're going to do, which is nice. But at the same time, like, 
you kind of want what you don't have a little bit, you know, you want to work for it, earn it a little bit, or, you know, you can't just put all your cards out there because that's how you get taken advantage of. And, yeah. you, you know, but nice some people, some people fall here or some people fall here or there though. And that's yeah. usually like, that's usually like, you know, you know, job well done, like close the book of like a bachelor is a bachelor, you know, season is when at the end they have to choose between like the risk or like I was saying, the risk or the person who gave them everything. And I feel like people don't do it on purpose. Like, I feel like that's why I love this show (laughs) (laughs) because it just, it's just like, I feel like there's so many layers to like what the heart does. And I feel like it's like always showcasing different you know, ways of experiencing something that everybody all has in common for the most part, like seeking love and wanting to be loved. Yeah. So um, I think it's just really interesting. And I do have to say, cause we've been having like, and then we can talk about the bachelor which, mm-hmm. cause I feel like we're just like nailing this recap right now. Yeah, I was yeah. so, we were so like into it. I'm laughing cause I just have a few notes on the finale. And the first thing that I wrote was Brandon's perfection was concerning. Question mark, question mark, question mark. So honestly, I have to give myself a little bit more credit. I did see that he was acting a little off. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how they're wearing the same color? (laughs) Yeah, and I kept saying, and and everything before this, I was like, perfect. He's perfect. It's perfect. And then towards the end, I was like, he, why is everything going absolutely perfectly? Why? Why? Why is it perfect? And then like, it's came from like, we like loving it to like not thinking it was weird. Good. I'm glad that I looked at that because it kind of reminded me how I felt. Yeah. Oh well, that I my perspective of him, of him changed at that last, um, you know, rose ceremony of three, and him hearing something that triggered the fact that it was gonna be him, and then him kind of saving his own ass mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah, it always shows I, true color. It would be so confusing to me as a girl to be like, I was picking you, but you're so nice about it, and. You know, maybe you'll be nice now because I know exactly who I'm going to pick, you know, like you don't want to think that way either. But yeah, I mean, sometimes people do think that way, though. And then sometimes like the the dice falls that way. You know what I'm saying? Or the the dominoes fall that way or whatever. But it doesn't matter what her mom said either. No, it doesn't. Ultimately, she picked Brandon, basically. And and said, welcome to the family. We hope it's you. Um. Nice to see you again. Yep. Got the dad fucking swim shorts. And yeah, it was all just like too put together. And then it's like, now what? Yeah, it would, yeah. you know, and maybe even performative. Like we can't forget that there was cameras and shit and it was all just like unfolding perfectly. And looking back yeah. now, literally, it was like he handled everything like so well. And then towards the end, I started thinking about it and I was like, wait. Being 27. What? Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, what? Like, not like that at 27. Plus. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh my God. Poor Brandon. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. I think he's okay. It's just maybe it was just, you know, him looking back on it to, to just see, you know, sometimes you just can't give everybody all of you at once because there has to be things that people have to earn, you know, and I'm at fault for that too. Like when I start a relationship, like I give it my all and I give you all of me, but then at the end I'm left with nothing but myself. And it's like, you gave yourself to somebody else and they didn't want it in a sense. Yeah. It was too available. It was 
Nothing but to you couldn't about. really do much. Like sometimes you just love like that. Yeah. And that's mm. it's and it's like, oh my God. And imagine if someone like got you on camera, like it's just crazy. Like, yeah. you know, it's just so raw and everybody yeah. can relate to that. And I also feel like there's like joy in the wonder. Like I feel like Michelle knowing that they had so many bases to cover was like exciting for her. And mm-hmm. um, that would excite me too, you know? Yeah. And um I totally understand why she picked him. I loved him from the beginning. So I hope, I wish them well. I hope that they're doing yeah. really good. And remember, so we have to figure out this statistic. Every first impression rose, who wins? Like, so that was a first impression rose and he won. How many other hundred seasons are there where that first impression they won? Yeah, the first impression rose wins a lot. Yeah, because if you think about it, in a group of 30 men, right? This is what we started off with. Mm-hmm. So one more. You have a first impression. Like, so out of all those 30 men, there was one. And like, what's going to make you not be impressed by them the entire time when they don't do anything wrong to you? Mm-hmm. you know, you're always going to fall back. Like, this is the man that when I saw everybody, I only noticed him. Well, on the other end of it, sometimes it bombs. Not oh, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Sometimes it bombs, like for poor Abigail. Yeah. Abigail well, just in this one, he didn't do anything at all throughout the whole entire thing, except for not be emotionally available in certain aspects because of that's what he grew up with. He doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she was teaching him a new way of opening up and saying that it's okay to say, I love you. It's okay Mm -hmm. to talk about your feelings. It's okay to bring somebody home, you know, even though you don't get that from your own father. Yeah. That's exciting. Other places. Yeah. You make that for your own life. You mm -hmm. make that for your own life. And I feel like that's what they're going to do. And it's great that she's a teacher too, because she can teach him the ways of life, you know, and what she's been through. She's been through a lot of heartache So maybe she can, you know, help their relationship and whatever she's learned, she can guide him through Mm -hmm. it all. And I feel like he also has, you know, he has, he's his own pillar, you know, like he's a a confident guy. And Mm -hmm. I think that he's like a really well-versed guy. And I think he's honest and genuine. And I think to get, I think he also kind of relaxes her a little bit because I think he's goofy also. So yeah, I really wish them the best. Um, mm-hmm. I really, good. really do. Congrats, yeah. Michelle. And yes, I wish you guys the best. Love you so much. Didn't get your Christmas card this year. Like, I'm not really quite sure what happened to it. I thought, like, <laughs> I felt like you saw that DM, um, and I was expecting a Christmas card from you guys. But I know you're listening, and it's totally mm-hmm. fine. I'll still send you one every year. Every year. <laughs> Okay, on that note, we can start talking about The Bachelor <laughs> to the recap of the first episode of season 26 <laughs> of The Bachelor. Batch on batch on batch. <laughs> yeah, man. Batch on batch on batch. At this point, The Bachelor episodes that we are honestly being expected to watch they are they are counting on us to watch is like freaking like 
triple decker sandwich or like those big sandwiches that cartoon characters try to yeah. eat in one bite in in the episode that's like bachelor nation right now yeah bachelor nation is tired but i think that this is their reset certainly seems like a reset first of all being first note of reset being there seems to be a brand new like stay were stay staying host yeah i like i like the girls though but i'm pretty sure that's not gonna work in the entire time no like i said everything was so crazy the last few seasons and years of everything it's just been wild like lawless wild wild west yeah and they're doing the bachelor batch on the road or something now remember oh really she introduced Becca introduced it um in the final episode she was just like we're on the road again and some she's like you'll see me and maybe some of the old um batch uh celebrities really we're going to 40 different states Oh, that's interesting. Maybe they're not doing another listen to your heart. Maybe they're just going to do different spinoffs all the time. That'd be interesting. I yeah. think last year around this time they did listen to your heart. Yeah. Listen to your farts. Listen to your farts. Yeah, that was our song last year. Oh when God. it's calling for you, listen to your farts. <laughs> um, listen to your heart. <laughs> well, welcome to listen to your heart anyway that's basically what this new guy jesse palmer sounds like but i like this guy this guy was an ex-bachelor i feel like he has no connection really to like any of the current or like popular cast members now like i feel like he's like a good chris harrison replacement and I like that he kind of is a lot like his – I'm not going to say a lot like him because I don't know, but he fills this role in a mm-hmm. similar way that Chris Harrison filled the role. Mm-hmm. And it's actually very simple. Um, yeah. Howard Stern jokes about that all the time, that it's like, oh, my God, Chris Harrison, what are we like? I loved it, I loved it better with Chris Harrison. Like all those people who were bitching about Chris Harrison being gone – yeah. It's like they're not even going to remember. They just, they they that's not actually who they wanted. They just wanted a guy that <laughs> looks like this guy to be there, and they're going to have this guy and forget all about Chris Harrison because he's going to fill that void that's that people were missing. Yeah, like we actually cares that it was Chris Harrison. I mean, like, yeah, it wasn't about. Admittedly, him. like he was a good conversationalist, like in a side by side with people, but like of course he was. I wonder so, what's going now, like. He'll ever I don't know. Again. I'm sure that he'll have his own agenda and he's filthy rich. So, but anyway, I like that Jesse Palmer is the new host. Um, I feel like, like I said, he like brings that kind of like traditionalism, one single person filling that role in a professional way. Mm-hmm. That is what I mean by that. Yeah. Cause I did miss that like elegance and that kind of like order that the role that he played brought. Yeah. So I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Okay, so basically we just start, like, meeting women off the bat. And, like, here we have Clayton, like, they acknowledged. Did you, um, did you do the intro? Hmm? Did you want to do an intro to it? Or are we just going in? 
Yeah, we did. We done done that. We done been there already. <laughs> remember when I, I had a whole freaking like, do you not remember? I had the r- most ridiculous entrance ever. I went. <laughs> I didn't know forget that. that. You know, that was. Yeah. Okay. I see how it is. I guess, mom, you know what? I always have work to do with you, Kim. That's why I love you. I always could be doing better. You know what I'm saying? I always think of you like when I when I'm going to get dressed um, and I think that it might look good. I'm like probably just nix the next three outfits you think of, <laughs> and then go with something else besides those last three because that's what Kim would have said. No, 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 no. No, I have to. I have to do stuff like that. I have to um, try to figure out how I can do some type of styling because I can do it. I just I don't know. I need an outlet to do it. But hopefully doing podcasts and YouTube videos, you know, it'll help. I think people just ultimately heard a lot of my chewing there. Maybe not. In my wildest dreams, no one heard that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't resist. Oh, my God. Podcasting hungry. Sorry, Kim. I might have just chomped over that whole thing. I hope I didn't. <laughs> didn't even hear what she said, to be honest, because I was chomping on chips. <sighs> yeah, and I was sneezing just now. So can we just uh, do, like, this over? You want to do it over? No, not the whole thing, but welcome to season 26. All right, Kim, you lead it in. Go for it. No, Becca cannot. It's your podcast. Okay. 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 Wait, figure out what time is it. Are you sure it's it's my podcast? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Figure out what time it is? Oh, it's 726, 730. So at the half hour. Pretty good. We timed it this way last time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. That's why I was like, I don't know if we're going or not. And like, I'm over here sniffling and sneezing. I know. Because once you tell me it starts, I mute my sneezes. And like, I'm trying to not be COVID on here. Oh my God, that's so smart that you mute yourself. Oh my God, me and Aubrey need to take a lesson from you, man. We just when, cough. We just when cough. I'm, and when I'm coughing, I mute. I mute it too when I cough because it's like, I don't want to be on here sneezing and coughing. That must, that must be, Aubrey must do that once in a while when she laughs really hard because sometimes it feels like it cuts out. Maybe she's just muting herself because <laughs> she's always laughing so hard and it gets, it's so loud on the recording. You're so smart to mute yourself. Anyways, no need to, BB. You can leave it all on the dance floor over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we begin Clayton's season with the little flashback of the children coming to his side and telling him in a fort of blankets, <laughs> he has big muscles or something like that. I forget. Basically... Yeah. After after probably all of all of what was a ten minute interaction. Yeah. He was delicately shown as a fatherly man. Surprising his parents. Yeah. He is the next bachelor. All right. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. He surprises his parents. It's all very wholesome. No one really boy. knows who he is just yet, but everyone's curious about who he is and what it's going to be because this is the reset. This is the bachelor reset. This is the year reset. I feel like everybody after this is praying for a little bit of, of, of a damn schedule yeah. to come back into play that everyone can grip on to. Actually, 
Hopefully we don't have to grip on anymore because the diehards have been with it this whole time. I know. So hopefully this one's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, thought the, I thought the intro was cute. It really sounds like a really nice guy. And even from the last season, like all the guys on the men tell all, they're like, he's such a good dude. You know, I know. He does seem like a good guy. I was a pretty big fan of him at one point last season. So the intro made it seem like we're dealing with a Southern man bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm here for it. You know what, Kim? You're always putting things into perspective for me. He's seemingly a little shy, definitely insecure. Siri, don't listen to me. <laughs> Don't repeat what I said. She's she said she she wrote out everything that I said, even the don't listen to me. How dare you? Um, go it. Anyway, um, yeah, he seems like a a good guy. He really does. Um, so the ladies start coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the poor guy, I think, is pretty nervous. But out they come. The first note that I had was I liked that the first lady that was associated with an aviation job, she wasn't a flight attendant. She was a damn flight instructor. She was a damn pilot. I was like, thank you. I don't know what this girl's going to even say, but I'm just glad that they freaking brought a female pilot in. Yeah, that was. And it wasn't just going to be overrun by flight attendants. I like that. And I think there's only one other flight attendant, which is acceptable and which is, which is great. Yeah, I like the nurse too. That was mm-hmm. cute. The one or the sexy nurse? Which one? The sexy nurse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I always like the bold move. At the beginning of last season, I definitely told Aubrey I was like, I like the girl in lingerie that just straight up went and kissed him. Do you remember that during math mm-hmm. season? The girl yeah. was just like in lingerie and just like made out with him. I was like, that was so bold. I like it. Super bold. I liked her too for sure. There's a beauty pageant person obviously obviously it and it seems like he has that type of type in a sense I guess mm-hmm. the pageant kind of look because mm-hmm. they all kind of had like very gownish looks and very elegant so mm-hmm. you notice that but before oh yeah we oh, have to talk about the thing that happens first Sally 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 is the girl that we first get to see. And I was playing off of this man's vulnerability and, you know, big teddy bear insecurity. Seemingly they, they, they do, they show us, they have for us on a steaming platter, Sally. Yes. Top of the app. Oh man. I didn't. Okay. So a year ago, on that specific day, she was supposed to marry somebody. I know. All right? too convenient. All like, too convenient. I think that's a little early for you to try to go move on and be on a show and put yourself out there. Did did she specify what happened to No, she didn't even specify what happened. They just like, showed her struggle with it. Like, I it wasn't like a specific thing. Like, I don't... I I don't think so. I think she literally no. I don't think that that someone passed away. I think production found this chick. They mm-hmm. zeroed in on this chick that had like a super tender situation, but applied anyway. Like a billion people applied to this job. Of course, people like that applied. So they picked this girl, and they shove her out there first. 
Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't just go and ask to knock on his door. They cast her on purpose, and she was clearly there after she declines the rose. She yes. was clearly there to fuck him up. Like, that wasn't, like, at first I was like, ew, this is annoying. Ew, ew. I was like, yeah. why is she making everything about her right now? Like, this is about him. And I thought that when he brought the rose over, she was going to accept it. And then when she didn't, I was like, ha, ha, ha. Of course. Of course she didn't accept it because they found her on purpose to play into this guy that to everyone's going to. look gonna... even more nice. To make yep. him look yep. even more nice because it was like. The nice guy oh. always, like, nice guys finish last type shit. Yeah. She just told you that she can't get over somebody that happened a year ago who she was supposed to marry. Now she wants to marry you on this show but basically said she can't and you want to tell her to stay i don't know i mean i think the poor guy was trying to do the best that he could because she was beautiful and sweet and she seemed like into it but not sure i really wasn't quite sure what she was gonna do but then it started playing towards that and i was like come on i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because i think the guy is like shitballs nervous um sorry this is not a child appropriate program um, I think that he was super nervous and did what he thought he should do. Like, give the girl a shot. I mean, if she's here, she's here, she's here. Like, sure. You know, what was he going to do? I, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. He, he shot his shot, which was, like, yeah. fair. And to be honest, I was surprised when she said no. And then it zeroed into them just, the production team, just trying to literally start his experience out with a rejection, which is obviously a huge curveball to your brain Mm -hmm. so the fact that they started out with that I was like savage because it was never about her like it wasn't about being annoyed with her like because once it became clear that she actually really was like having a hard time and this was obviously kind of like I feel like she was lured into the idea of doing it yeah and then they kind of knew she was gonna have a panic attack and they like just let her have it and then they they brought him into it yeah. I, I was like, this was so calculated. It was almost like too weird. Cause then we just forget about it. Much of a coincidence. And he kind of talks about like, that's my worst fear being rejected. It's like, everybody always says that at the beginning, but they took this one to a next level for some reason. So yeah. they must know things about Clayton that we don't yet. I mean, obviously that's like everything, but yeah. he must be real. Like he must have some like deep insecurities and that makes me nervous because I feel like they're already like putting this guy through the ringer just with that I was like he probably didn't need that yeah but hopefully he stays cool through it and he doesn't like harp on like the being rejected thing the whole fucking season which will drive me nuts and maybe won't be his fault maybe might be editing but probably is also a little bit his fault because he seems moldable and like someone who would just say that over and over because that's how he feels like he feels but we'll see yeah I don't know and then the fact that she was like wow you're really putting me on the spot here yeah I was like what I was like "Ooh!" and then like you cuts to her saying she's like I was so ready and had a decision made and then this happened and now I'm confused and then I think she just felt like overwhelmed by it too. And then she's like, no, like you can't come, not convince me, but I'm not going to stay here to try to convince myself and you that I'm not over somebody. Cause I just said, yeah, that's true. She was kind of like surprised by it. Maybe she didn't know that that was going to happen. Like maybe they, they walked her into that just saying like, okay, just say, you know, your goodbye because, oh yeah, she did say that. She was like, I came here to say goodbye. 
So I'm sure the production set her up like with, you're just going to go to say goodbye. Not that he's going to offer you the rose. Meanwhile, hockey talkies by Clayton's room, hockey talkies. Oh my God. Walkie talkies by Clayton's hotel suite are like, are you sending him down? Does he have the rose? Over. Yeah. He has the rose. The other girl has no idea. Oh yeah, man. The other girl has no idea. Roger. Rose is on the way. Roger. Roger. Total deer in headlights. Or. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It was icky a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't really need it. Didn't really need it. Yeah, and then are the are the girls gonna know that actually it's not the first rose that was given out. It's the second impression rose because he already gave one out. And- I know, but not that they know of. They don't even know about that. I feel like honestly, the whole point of that little thing at the beginning was just to get his face when she said you're putting me on the spot because he did make this kind of like confused face and like this upset face and they like zoomed in on it I was like yep that's what they were looking for because now they're going to play up on him like Mm -hmm. being blindsided by rejection so Mm -hmm. then we meet the women and we just and they just literally fall out of the limo Mm -hmm. (laughs) so where do we leave off so I'll edit that up till now um, so we like the nurses. Right. Cool. Uh, I did not like the girl that was silent. The one that was like, shh. And then she just like walked away and didn't say anything. Oh yeah. That was like a thing. I mean, I don't know. Everyone has their bit. That's no <laughs> Yeah. It didn't really, it wasn't really, it didn't really work. It didn't for work. Her. It didn't work. Um, who else? Um, the one that caught his eye, the 25 year old, the one that made out with him for, yeah, that that's the virgin. Why is there always a fucking virgin? No, so this is gonna be a mind fuck. And that was like so seemingly really organic how into her he was, like, especially by the end of this episode. Yeah, he was pretty infatuated too, and that must have been a bomb ass kiss. Cause but it's like damn being a virgin, you know, you look like you know how to kiss, girl. Mm-hmm. Just not other places. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, who else? Who else? Um, the older woman tease that was there that like was the tease for the senior season, but like he didn't understand. Another thing where they were like, Colton has no idea about the 60 year old woman and who she is. No, over. <laughs> Colton has no idea he was like wait so how are you related and it was like kind of almost set up like i want you to meet she was like i think i'm here for the wrong bachelor like wink 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 hinting at the seniors season which is coming i don't know they just keep teasing it then she was like i'd like you to meet this random girl i don't know it was like it was kind of set up that it was her daughter and then he was like wait how do you two know each other and then like the girl had a like a quick like brush off of it Cause I don't think she really had much to do with it. And she just kind of like brushed it off. I was like, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Poor guy had no idea. Yeah. And then what I'm- happened to what's her name? The drunk one who <laughs> got upset. <laughs> Wait, who was the drunk one that got upset? Claire. <laughs> Claire. She took him outside to play cornhole. And oh. then this also over there, Picante went and <laughs> stole the chip and then she oh like, my god do you think that she do you, i mean boring 
I feel like they're just like, okay, so who raise your hands? Who wants to go bust in on this date and ruin it? It just started. And they probably just take the, the, you know, the gaggle of girls that I'm sorry, the group of women take that back, (laughs) but I don't know. I don't know. They're all giggling and, you know, drinking their bubbly and like having a good time, honestly, because that's what this is about. A lot of it at the beginning, especially. And they just all go over there. And then this girl chooses or she was chosen. I don't know. I don't know. And then she she just stood there. Yeah. And then she got really upset. The, you know, uh, Claire, she got really upset because it kind of did suck because it made it seem like he wasn't interested in anything she had to do. And she planned this little whole game thing because you're based off sports and he kind of like brushed it off and didn't even tell Miss Salsa over there. Hey, just give me a couple minutes. Yeah, like she literally they set up this entire thing <laughs> and we just set foot on it. Yeah. And then that's not good of Claire, too. I can admit to doing stupid shit when I'm drunk, but she just went around and was like, yeah, fuck him. She's like, oh, he's, he sucks. She was like, sucks. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. I think I she was like, he sucks, right? Oh my God. Yes. She's mm. like, I just had time with him. It sucked. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring. He's not the one. <laughs> Somebody give me my, <laughs> give me my car. Yes. Yeah, give me my car keys. Yeah. Please purse phone, please. And then the way she left, too, she was just like, I'd gladly leave. Thank you. And yeah. left because, like, I guess she was just so turned off by that. But, you know. I don't know. And then, like, immediately someone was like, and told him. And then he was like, can I speak with you? Like, the whole thing was just, like, such a, like, cringe moment. Yeah. And then she was like, of course. Yep. All right. And then he walked her through the whole group of people. I mean, it was kind of funny. It's like, you need to be able to handle, like, a swing and a miss like that if you want to yeah, stick around like rejection from it because you're competing yeah and I don't know the poor guy like I don't know the guy is just like like I said he seems will ready willing and able like I don't know I just think he's like so into this like yeah I'll do whatever like I feel yeah. like that's like the he has pro- to have some type of ground yeah the producers are like great like a bit more stable or more I mean, in a sense, or maybe they just weren't having a good time. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so, that was hilarious. What else happened? That was the biggest thing that happened there. And then, and then we don't. I feel like we haven't really done much yet. It's the only thing that happened. Did he split, send people home? He did. Yeah, he did. He um, he sent the mime home, the one that said absolutely nothing. Right. Um, the Asian girl, um, she was really beautiful. I thought she was. I thought he took her breath away, but I guess no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other girl. He sent three girls home. I thought there were four. I think he sent four home. Four? I don't know. There were a good amount. A good amount. Um, um, but I felt like the only pick that he had that was for me the most memorable was that first impression right was, that um, was the first makeout and then all of a sudden it just started all of these makeouts what's her name oh yeah because oh well not not the not the kiss with the woman that he actually likes the first one was the one that the girl went in for herself didn't one girl go in for it herself at the beginning 
Yeah, that's the one that got the first impression rose. The one with the curly, curly hair. She's 25, virgin. Oh, so she was the first kiss of the night and the last? So the only kiss? No, there was kisses in between that. All the the whole time. Oh, oh, but she was the first kiss. Okay, yeah, no, no, that's what I meant. But she was the first kiss and the last kiss, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I thought that that was a different person, the person that kissed him first. Oh, yeah. She was the only, like, basically, I feel like... (laughs) She's winning. I feel like we always say that at the beginning, but it's like, it's going to be her. Like, yeah. But the, like we were saying, the first impression rose seems to have a lot of weight. Yeah, so she was the, the, the virgin. She was the one that got the first kiss because that's when all the girls were like, oh, she's making out with him and blah, 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 blah. And it was for a while. And then ever since that first kiss, I feel like he started making out with all the girls because they felt like maybe they had to like one up or something. My dad was watching with me and he actually said, he's like, dang, is he like figuring them all out by making out with them? And I was like, I yeah, know. I know. Sometimes, yeah. I don't know. I honestly think it's like a shitty way to use your time. Yeah. Like he literally kissed more than half of them. But I don't know. Like, is it because like he also is kind of like not really that great at like starting conversation? Like, I don't know. I have some I have some like worries that this is going to be a good season, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Because lots of makeouts is so annoying to me. There's definitely seasons where that happens where everyone's just like making out. That was Peter's entire season. Oh, that was Peter's. Yeah, the windmill. Um, that, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I noticed like the most from it. Um, usually, I feel like I have a lot of people like oh, two or three that I'm like okay, I I remember them and I want them to win. But I don't know. I feel like I'm a little indifferent about him because it's just so fast, and I just saw him on another season trying to be with the woman. And then now he's on this one and then you're trying to figure him out. And it's like, this is probably why she didn't pick you because (laughs) we're trying to figure you out. And it's kind of like a little confusing. Yeah. I don't think that ultimately he showed enough of himself to her. Yeah. Or these girls in a sense too, because it was just kind of just like, he was making out with all of them. And it was like, what were you trying to get to know? And the first impression Rose went to his first makeout. (laughs) That's true. But other than, like, other than the makeout, though, like, they had, like, this weird electric reaction. Like, when after yeah. she walked away, he was like, I don't even know what to say about her. Yeah. It was, like, this, this like, very different reaction from everybody else. That's why he kept saying, he's like, I, at the end, when he was going to give out the rose, he's like, I have seen so many different types of women, and I've had good conversations, but there's this one feeling that I keep going back to. And then, Yeah, that's like, trouble. And I feel like she had no idea that that was going to happen to her. And she's like, so excited. Like, I feel like she like, and I feel like she's feeling him too. I don't know about that because when they did the little bloopers on um, each girl and they go back and talk, she told her mom, because she's a virgin. She told her mom that she's like, when I go to the fantasy suites, I'm going mom. Oh, yeah, I forgot that even happened. And I was like, dang, girl, you're already thinking about the You haven't even met him. Yeah, girl. Okay, so she's she's one of those virgins. She's one of those. They were more calculated. (laughs) I know, I'm over here. I always look into things. Like, obviously, that's my problem. But, um, yeah. Yeah, One of those, I guess I just mean someone who's ready to have sex that hasn't yet. 
Like, yeah. I feel like virgins is like, it's such like a, like, it's such a loose term. Like, it's just like, I feel like sexual expression is like so much more like, you know, colorful now. And it's just such like an outdated word. Yeah. No, I get that. I just think, I guess in my mind too, if I'm a virgin, I'm not thinking of fantasy suites or anything like that or things like that of that nature, because obviously I haven't been thinking about that because I'm still a virgin. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I don't know, like she's fairly young. Like it's just never gotten to that. And like, who knows what she's been doing to, you know, you know, benefit her life and, you know, using her time in what way. And like, maybe she just hasn't like, it just hasn't happened. And that's why she's like, I'm ready. (laughs) Maybe it's more like a fairy tale because you're on a show, you go to the fantasy suites, you know, you make it to the end practically. Yeah, that's true. Like, who's to say? Yeah, it's like a, I'm giving myself to Jesus. Yeah. Like like Virgin Mary type shit. That's really like what it comes from. And it's like, oh, we've come a long way from that. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's obviously aware so uh, you think I really don't think she's all that in a bag of chips though like we really don't even know anything about her like what if she's like low-key annoying or something like I'm just saying like I forgot that she even had that conversation with her mom and now that you reminded me of that I'm like do we even really know about this chick like I don't know she kind of gives off like some a little bit like of like a a skittish like a little crazy vibes or something like you can see her like her eyes moving when she looks at his face like she's just looking at all the different features on his face and just like, like mesmerized. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she knows even what sauce she's even marinating in right now, but I don't know. I don't think she expected for that to happen. And not that she even knows that she's the only one that it really happened to him, like having that kind of a moment with, but yeah, I feel like she's just like, yeah. 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 Even when he picked her to go have like a conversation with her before the whole rose, like she was kind of surprised too. She's like, "Oh, me? Okay." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I want to know more about like, her. Yeah, more about very her. Very interesting. Very interesting. Because we really I don't. Think- it's kind of exciting. It's like at this point, it's like they're the the protagonists, like the lead couple at this point. And it's like after episode one, usually I'm like, "Oh, I'm overwhelmed. I have no freaking idea." But this time it was like, "Ooh, we want to know more about like the prince and princess." Yeah, that's the ball. I remember Claire because she was hilarious and then left. And then I remembered um, the Virgin because of how that all went. And usually, like I said, I have other people where I'm like, okay, like last season, I knew Brandon was an upfronter. I knew Joe. Right. (laughs) You know, we also liked, we also liked nurse woman and what was shit? What was I just going to say? We also liked the woman who was dressed as a nurse and, oh, you know who else I liked? I wonder what you're going to say. I liked the girl that did, um, do, did you like, do you want some of this bubbly personality? Oh, that was very corny. Was that, and was, which one was it? Was it the girl that sounds like she's from Long Island and is kind of like delicate yeah. like this? Or was it the bartender Genevieve? I don't know why I remember her name. Maybe it's because it's a nice name. Genevieve was the one with the dark hair and the red. And I'm, I don't remember which of them did the want some of this bubbly personality. I thought that was kind of cute because she had something to offer him that was like valuable. He, he was I, taken back by it too. He's like, oh, that, that was actually a good one. I thought it was cute. And I like that she was like in the bathtub, although you I was watching. You got the nips. Remember the nip slips? 
That's the bartender, right? No, 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 no. Wait, the bar. Wait, the bar. The nip slip is the one that talks like this. She was like, oh, wait, wait, (laughs) wait, was it? No, wasn't that the woman? Two little, um, two two little shots. Was that the bartender? Whatever. At this point, it's hard. Yeah. And then the girl that was like, do you want some of my nips? Yeah. And then he was like, what the fuck? And then I don't know. And then they took the shot. And then yep. she went inside and she was like, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. were definitely some people that were like worth remem- like worth remembering. I remember like some of the bits, but at this point, the only person I remember is that girl. And honestly, I don't have her name written down. It's so Cinderella. It's like that girl, I don't know her name. She's magnificent. <laughs> I met her at the ball. I, think, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I will know when I match my lipstick stain on my polo to her lipstick at the ball. That's like the story that we're dealing with right we're now. Gonna, we're looking for the missing kisses because they're yeah. so lovely. Um, so at this point. Yeah, I just finished remembering all the names from the last season. So I it's know. like I got like literally like a week of rest and then yeah. I have to learn a, no- a new set of now 25 Uh, this time honestly i purposely didn't write down a lot of names i just wrote down like bits that happened and i'm I'm, like i'm just like i don't honestly unless you were kind of memorable like those basically those five people that we were mentioning i don't know i don't know dude but even the one that won she was the well the first impression i don't know her name i just know she's oh we don't know anything about her that's why i'm like wait like what's she like though like part of me is waiting for her to be like She's waiting for the fantasy Weird. Scene. I don't know. I feel like she's going to be funny and weird. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, if she does make it to the end. And I feel like they keep showing us who gets the one-on-ones. So yeah, the I fact like I'm they- trying like not to pay attention because they're like ruining it. But I, I mean, obviously she gets one-on-ones and everything like that. But yeah, I was like, oh my God, like- that makes it more dramatic too that they previewed this whole season with him going, with him. I've been intimate with both of you they somehow convinced that man to say that out loud to these two women which isn't required but somehow they convince <laughs> him to do that that makes it all the more dramatic that oh, it was this God. girl's first time i wonder how many how many people like in the fantasy suites like if they like have sex with all of them, none of them, like... I mean, it's not really anybody's damn business. No, I know that, but I wonder No, 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 people do... Yeah. No, I'm not saying that you think that, but it's like, <laughs> literally, how did they convince this dude? That's stupid. I don't know. And maybe he was like, maybe he's like, I'm having heart palpitations I can't bear with the truth. Like, yeah. I don't know, maybe we'll have that you know spilled on us or something he caught something and he has oh my god (laughs) yeah Yeah. ultimate twist is that he has an std and that's why he has to tell them that's why he had to say (laughs) it out loud because ain't nobody need to know that bro that is a long time that would be no like did the producers knock every time and he's like dude he's blowing i think i think they're just like blowing her back out (laughs) yeah i think he's just like you want to do this this this, and this and and clayton's like okay Uh, i already just know i'm gonna have a hard time hopefully i say clayton most of the time but clayton colton they're just so similar i'm just like i'm having a hard time so far but whatever it's only episode one and i thought it was pretty charming when he spilled his drink all over himself and was like oops i just think he's like 
at this yeah. point, I just think he's like doofy and well, yeah. well intentioned and like, yeah. and, and fragile, honestly. Yeah. Well, midway after introducing all these, getting introduced to all these girls, he goes back into the room and says, it's so nice meeting you guys. Can't wait to come back. And it was like just halfway. <laughs> and then, and then um, even Jesse, the ghost, he was like, are you doing all right? And like, you're not done yet. You still have another limo of girls. He's like, no, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm so happy. And I was like, this is like a kid at a candy store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what oh it is. God. Like, And then you play him up to be this dad guy and this, this and that. And I mean, then I think he, he will be that. I think he will be And then he ends that. up fucking two girls and telling him. He has an STD. At the same time, I fuck both y'all. But I'm a good, I'm a good guy. Like, uh, dude, uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, this thing's a mess. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. They like oh. set it up for him to be like, like, like. Oh my god, what a good dad he would be. And they're like, <laughs> douchebag is over here fucking everybody with no fucking condom. <laughs> major red flag major red flag off the bat (laughs) fuck you and he fucked me we're out of here oh before the season even aired oh my god they were showing people that you're so right we're out of here and then now of course surprise surprise he's the most enthralled by the woman who's never had sex before this is a this is a this is a burning dumpster fire what if what if it's the virgin and then another girl? He this Wait. girl lost his virginity. One girl <laughs> lost her virginity. The other one, this is guy number seven on her list. <laughs> oh my god, this episode that we just recorded is so like, or this segment about his premiere is like so like hot and cold. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. It's like some of it is like so innocent, so pure, and then. <laughs> like thankfully, you were you had more insight this time to all that shit. Because you're right. They really did play him up to be that. And now? Yeah. Dang. Dang. Honestly, at the end I mean, of I the- guess I did think about him, like, I did think about him, like, saying that. And it's like, bro, why? But I never lined it up that the dad thing was totally being played up. And, like, now it's like. Yeah, like, are you such oh, a nice guy that you're yeah. this? They're like- trying. They're trying to set that up for him. Let's see what happens. I mean. Yeah, it's a foreshadowing of a a crazy season, I feel. And you're right, too. Like, when I was watching it with my dad, I got my dad hooked on it a little bit. But Mm -hmm. he was like, like, dang, they showed you the whole season already. And I was like, I know, look away. Don't look at them. They picked up some bad habits, in my opinion. Yeah. Bad habits. They didn't used to do that. They They also got rid of, this is the final rose tonight, which I appreciated. Yeah. that just as outdated, just like Chris Harrison was. Yeah, it kind of, it really Just like was. the term fantasy suites is. But I feel like there's like three different ways that they've been saying it in the last few years. And it's like, we need to just pick one and stick with it. Yeah. Because I feel like some seasons they were doing overnights. Or maybe this is just me like not letting go of overnights because I feel like lately everyone's been saying fantasy suite. And I was like, I thought it was overnight dates. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I, I feel like fantasy suites are so like... The, like the, I like the fantasy aspect of it just because in that 
in that environment, it is a fantasy to not have cameras, to just be by yourself. And no one will know. You know, like, I guess that's what it is. And you want to be intimate with this person and not have anybody know about it except for this season. And, you know, so I don't know. I get that. Um, I guess it's not a secret if you're Clayton. Yeah, I I know. I cannot. Dumbass. That's just dumb. Like, why would you agree to that? And, like, to make yourself look that way also. Like, if I had a choice for Mm -hmm. going back and not looking the way I did, like, I just, that's something I would never do. I I always think that. I'm always like, what would I be like? Like, I pray to God I wouldn't do shit like that. Yeah, it's like that just leaves too much room for judgment and expression. You never know, and then I'm pretty sure when he admits that, it has to be down to the end. Because, yeah. or maybe that's mid season and he's just out here fucking no, out. I think that they were legit like showing us the end and like <laughs> like showing us a lot of like who is at the end. So I don't know. I was trying not to pay attention because I was like pissed about it, but Anyway, I feel like you're preaching. I feel like I loved having you on this episode so much. We need no, to. No, thank you that. so much for having me. I yeah. enjoyed it. And Are you about to flash me? Was that what I get at the end? Well, I was trying to figure what out. What is that? Is that a pattern on your shirt? Yeah. It says. What? Oh, oh, what is that a picture of? Oh, is that the moon? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Athletic. Wow, I couldn't figure out what was happening. I thought that was like a sports know. bra underneath. Yeah, I, no, I don't. <laughs> sure. You know what? Zoom front-facing cameras. We need to. They need to get it together because they're really not that great on laptops. Anyway, so we can sign off from this episode. I, I need to take a shower. That's definitely all my things to do. But I was so glad to have Kim on, guys. Give it up for Kim. Claps for Kim. <laughs> This was so much fun. I feel so much better catching up. I always feel so much better once I am all caught up with my chat with this because I love talking about it. I love hearing different perspectives and I love getting into the nitty gritty. So thanks for being with us. And the final thing that I have to say about this episode is at the end after Colton's or Colton, I said it already. You said it. <laughs> um, the, when after he was done sending people home, Clayton was like, now I can fully smile. And I was thinking to myself, what have you been doing this entire time? If there's a bigger smile coming, I don't know. um, That'll be amazing to see. I think I have to give that one to Jason. I think he was, I think he he said that. (laughs) I was like, what have you been doing? (laughs) I think we both both said that actually. Like, so this hasn't been, you you can finally smile. Like, just, I can fully smile. Like, it was just too. been like half assing the whole time. Like, (laughs) new sauce. (laughs) anyway signing off we will talk to you next week here at bed batch and beyond and you have a good one yeah and happy new year to everybody yeah happy new year Bye -bye. bye guys